0: It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew muldock Molinaroli. Sure is. Back for another week. Origin just around the corner. We've still got four uh, very important games. Supercatch also fans sports coming up this weekend. I am Paulie G. This is the Supercatch Professionals Roundtable podcast. Andrew Muldog, Mullen O'Reilly back with us this week. Good to have you back, Andrew. How are you? Good, mate. Just finished rocking in the corner from the Manly game. <laughs> I'm not all good. I'll tell you what, uh, Ryan. We, if any fans can sympathise, as us Tigers
1: fans, in fact, Penrith themselves have done that to us, of course. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. Well, unfortunately. (laughs) But it happens. (laughs) It happens. Of
0: course, that is Ryan MS with us as always. No Peter Hanscom this week. He's uh, not doing so well. He's picked up a a bit of a a dreaded lurgy. So he's resting up. We'll have him back hopefully fit and healthy next week for our Origin 2 preview where where we're going to go through all the um, fan sports, um, Origin players from a fan sports perspective so that's going to be good but we've still got important uh, information to go through this week including those all-important injuries we've got Pat Lyons from uh, Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care with us again this week how are you Pat?
2: Good mate how are you?
0: Good good Uh, busy week this week but uh, just the four games uh, to to watch and and, uh, learn from Supercoach Wise I guess this week so we'll get it a little bit easier um, still a few big names sort of um, on the injury front I guess to go through, Sam Burgess um, was the main one going off early against the Tigers and we very rarely see him do that now he's done it twice against the same team but um, he thought he might have broken his collarbone but it looks like you know there's no issues there after um, you know, getting, it, getting it checked out, maybe just, just copped a knock
2: Yeah it looked like it on the footage uh, From memory I think it was an elbow to the collarbone area and um, there's a few nerves that run through there towards under the collarbone towards the arm and it might have just compressed one of those and gave him the funny feelings down the arm and couldn't play on the day but I think he should be I, I suspect he'd be okay for the, the following weeks if, if there's no other structural injury there it doesn't look like there is
0: Is it something, you know? I mean, he's such, he's tough as nails, and usually, you know, two years ago, I was like, pick him, you can make him captain, no no matter what, nothing stops him, and he played with a broken jaw through the grand final. Um, But after that neck injury, do you think you're going to see a more cautious Sam Burgess?
2: Oh, possibly, especially with those sorts of symptoms, Mm -hmm. with the, you know, those nervy, tingly feelings or the the pain going down the arms. He's probably been told now to be cautious, uh, aware of those sorts of symptoms, so. He's likely to react to those pretty conservatively if they happen.
0: Something to, uh, I guess, sort of take into consideration as far as owning Sam Burgess. Uh, maybe not quite sort of uh, as as uh, failsafe or foolproof as in the past. His teammate Bryson Goodwin broke his arm in the same game. Uh, they're saying not season-ending a, a fractured arm and um, around six weeks. Is that is that pretty much uh, accurate?
2: Yeah, yeah. Standard fracture, six to eight weeks. And when on on the footage, it wasn't like a didn't look like a clean break. His arm didn't look like it was deformed at all. So, it looks like I a, said, stable fracture, six to eight weeks, and it should be back on the field.
0: Conrad Hurrell got um, ended up playing for Gold Coast after being 18th man, but he couldn't um, finish out the game. He's got a, a, a troublesome calf. Um, seemed that we're hearing that it tightened up at the back end of the game. Named 18th man again this week. Can you glean anything from that? Not a lot of information. Seems like a recurring injury. Um, does it put a bit of a kibosh on maybe some uh, supercoach owners looking for an upside choice in that mid-season move to the Gold Coast for Hurrell?
2: Yeah, I guess it's hard to say. But if it's a, more a symptoms of tightness, then he might just have a cramping issue. Um, doesn't doesn't sound like the way they're describing it that it was actually a tear. So uh, some people have like a compartment syndrome. Um, where they have this sort of recurrent pain, right. that they don't have a high tolerance for for loading the calves over, over a long period. So a bit hard to say with that information.
0: One to watch. He may end up playing this weekend, but I've got a feeling that Coach Neil Henry may um, proceed cautiously. Uh, a couple of Broncos players, Alex Glenn and Jordan Carr, who couldn't finish the game uh, on Thursday night against the Raiders. It looks like um, you know, it could be up, out for up to a month um, Jordan Carr, who had another one of those pec injuries saying um, apparently the sideline report suggested it was a minor tear um, he's going to be going undergoing scans we haven't heard back about those just yet Alex Glenn also off for scans in regards to an AC joint shoulder injury um, I guess the pec one's the more concerning one um, but both, uh, is it about a month for those if it's uh, as reported?
2: Yeah, you know, usually a pec injury is longer than that um, if it's a, a decent sized tear. So I guess it's going to depend on the scans. Um, it would have to be a fairly minor strain to get back in a month for a pec injury, especially the way they tackle the muscle these days. So um, I guess it depended on the scan and we'll wait and see but I wouldn't be surprised if it's longer than a month. Jeez,
0: the Broncos copying, you know, Jack Reed also out long-term. So they're copying some injuries in that back line, that's for sure. Um, Pat, thank you very much again, as always. We're going to chat no, to you again pleasure. next week. And You can get down to Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. If you've got an issue and you need to see a physio, it might not have been from a sporting injury, it might just simply be something that you've done with your back or your neck, Pat is the guy to see, physio. We can phone him on the Sydney number oh two nine double six five nine double six seven, or go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com, and you can book online for a 20% discount on your first visit as a Supercoach Pros listener. Pat, thanks again. Uh, have a good week and see you next, uh, next week. It's
2: a pleasure, mate. See you next
0: time. And, Andrew, oh, the, the one I'm worried about is Sam Burgess. I mean, you know, he's probably just starting to think about things a bit more we saw him go off precautionary on friday you know not the same sort of guy that just plays through everything maybe anymore possibly as pat was saying due to that neck injury he's got to really be more attentive to anything any signs that point to something happening there
3: yeah i mean i guess in in 2014 he almost seemed invincible and you could just (laughs) kind of bank on him just to get through every game and almost, you know, just set and forget him as captain, so it, it does seem like he's kind of, not playing injured, just maybe hasn't recovered fully in the
0: in between the years Yeah, and let's hope, you know, that everything does sort of turn out okay longer term obviously for him, most importantly, his health but, um, you know, makes it a bit harder, we've got to weigh a few more things up, Super Coach wise, let's go through the round 14 wrap, and Ryan, our top the scorer actually beat all before him from a Supercoach record, Cameron Munster, 183 points. We put on a real show against uh, the Hapless Roosters on Saturday night.
1: No, I didn't know what. Um, yeah, he is the new king of Supercoach um, for the time being. Uh, yeah, he was just unstoppable. Actually, most of Melbourne were unstoppable that <laughs> night, but he, um, he created a lot of it um, and scored one himself and, yeah, it was just everywhere and ran, I think, he ran for nearly 250 metres or something ridiculous like that. So he was all all over the park. Literally did it all. Uh,
0: Four-try effort for David Fusatua put him at a very high score as well, 140 points against those Knights. And we know that outside backs and a lot of different players that you can easily target against the Knights. Fusatua, he's got a lot of upside and certainly showed it on Saturday afternoon. Darius Boyd, a huge game for the Broncos. A Raiders defence on the left side, very poor Boyd scoring a treble, 120 supercoach points. Kevin Naguama, we saw this earlier in the year from Naguama, another big score um, this weekend, 119 points for him. The hits keep coming. Will Hoppawati, he looks really good, Andrew. What I like about Hoppawati at fullback is he's playing, he's always playing like a James Tedesco style where he's getting in the line, he's throwing some great passes on both sides of, of the ruck. And I wonder, even with Brett Morris returning soon, whether Morris has to play on the wing because... Hop Whitey's been that lethal at fullback.
3: Yeah, I don't think Desi would, would um change uh winning formula not winning formula, but just Pop Whitey seems like he's in really good nick and yeah. and yeah, Desi seems to get the best out of Hopper for some reason. Um, and again, with his Sundays off he, he's he's well rested and it doesn't seem to be missing missing a beat when he comes back. He's you know, he's supporting well and like you said, he's chiming into the back line, throwing passes. So yeah. Scoring tries, you you can't really fault him at the
0: moment, can you? Not at all, um definitely someone to consider more for fan sports though of course Supercoach wise he's not playing those Sunday games so it makes it harder. Um Cory Parker great effort from him 111 points he wound back the clock with that try he scored. Dylan Walker probably shut up a few of his critics to be fair um even though Manly ended up losing that game he was outstanding 108 Supercoach points same game but the rookie Nathan Cleary 105 Supercoach points we knew the matchup was there and he delivered mainly in the second half and Isaac Luke, another three-figure score, 104 in that game against the Knights. Ryan, uh, big scores all around. I guess maybe the weather had an impact because compared to the week before, awful weather, we saw you know pretty decent
1: uh, conditions all round. Yeah, look, I think that might have been um, part of it, um, as well as, look, there's a lot of teams coming into a bye, so I'm not sure if that affects their mentality of they you know want to get that win going into the bye. Um, but yeah, that's. I, I think maybe the weather is um, the key factor in that because um, a lot of teams scored some really good tries as well over the weekend. So per- perhaps there's something in that.
0: Guys, um, I guess you know last week we talked about the midway point. Um, now we're really looking at you know what what's happening in the second half of the season, and I wanted to look into a bit of um, strategy. Now, you know, Origin, um, this round, the second buyers are here, so therefore maybe you're starting to look ahead now, starting to bring back players, you know, like those guys from the Panthers or the Sharks now, they'll be finishing their second buy, starting to target them, getting them on your watch list. Maybe you're in a situation where you've used a lot of trades and um, you've started to got to conserve a bit or looking at. The guys you bring in now are going to take you all the way home. Maybe you've got a few up your sleeve and you can be a bit a bit tricky and, and really target origin to make your move um, up, the, up the leaderboard, so to speak, or in your head-to-head leagues, you know, ticking off a few back-to-back wins. I guess I'll start with you, Andrew. Your round 15's here. How are you approaching it um, head-to-head-wise? You know, trades, how many trades you've sort of got left? Are you, are you going conservative or aggressive and um those players that you're bringing in now are they sort of money makers or are they more looking at that you know Supercoach finals time
3: ah uh, well again with the head to head it's always the same you know trying to conserve a couple of trades watching your matchup um yeah trying to trying to conserve a few and it, the trades that you do make you you, you do want to kind of have an eye on the on the future trying to lock in that that final roster that you want so you want to have a look at who you're trying to target, so maybe start cashing in some of those cash cows and locking in some of your keepers uh so with yeah, the origin I want to start maybe after next week you want to look at the injuries that's coming going to come out of uh, origin and and maybe even round sixteen so and yeah, so targeting you know the round sixteen teams I think is probably um not a bad decision like like i said you, you've got to target your um matchups and then, you know, look ahead to to locking in your keeper strategy for the rest of the season.
0: And we've talked about it on the show, you know, in years gone by, but we should go through it again about um, how to make those mid-round trades. So you've got four trades up available this round, but you might only want to use one or two in moulding that side, as you said, Andrew, but you keep the others up your sleeve, and if... You know, you've got a good ma- a good head-to-head matchup this week, and you think you know you should win anyway. Then great, you don't. You know, you might be able to get away with playing less than 17. But if things start getting a bit hairy, you've targeted one or two players you can bring in. Maybe they're from the Titans Eagles game on Monday night. Maybe even the Warriors Roosters game on Sunday is okay also. And a couple of you guys that are on buy that you, that you could possibly get rid of, you can still trade out because obviously they're not playing this round, so they're available to trade all the way up to um, the final game. Um, the other one is the vice captain loophole. Obviously, many of our listeners already are well versed in this and using it, but if you're not um, as aware of it, when you've got um, less than 17 players playing, um, and you can set your vice captain to the Friday night game. Let's say, like a Sam Burgess, he has a big game. He gets the three figures. Um, you could set your captain to a guy who's not playing, who's going to score zero. Your vice captain at the end of the round will become the captain, and he will double up in points. And not only that, but you get your lowest placed um, bench player um, points as well. So you sort of double down on that. Particularly that that's particularly good when you know you've got a player in a position that um, you've got enough, or more than enough players but in another position on the buy, like a hooker for example, a fullback where it's harder to get that cover, you don't so a couple of options there uh, to consider on top of that Ryan, looking ahead looking at this um, critical moment I guess in the Supercoach season where you're looking to make a run, maybe in in overall as well, firing up the leaderboard Um, but definitely in head to head, you've really got to start moulding now um, your approach, because it won't be that long before the Supercoach Finals will be upon us.
1: Yeah, it's exactly right. And look, you've got your two options. Um, as you've uh, both said, you know, you know, you pick your guys here and there. Um, you know, to you know, really pinpoint the guys that you want, and so you get your nucleus, and then you've got your nucleus of the team, and then you, you know, you bring in your extra guys that you want. You know, and you're going to have a settled run from the, you know, from now on with just maybe one change here or one change there, depending Um, on your strategy. The other one is just is to go very aggressive, and so this round, for example, has four trades available. Depending on how you've traded throughout the year, it might make a difference to you or might not if you use them all. But you could go all out and just say, okay, well, I know I want. These four guys, you know, I've figured out the trades. So I can afford them. Yeah, yeah. I'll burn some points this round, but I'm setting and and perhaps not have not have a exactly a full team in the coming in the coming one or two weeks. But you know that you've got a team of really big scorers, for example, and you've and you're happy with um, playing that risky game. You want them. You're looking ahead already to rounds 19 through to
0: 26. The last four rounds. It's only four weeks after Origins done, and round 19 is affected too, with there's still four four uh, buys, and obviously players coming off Origin may not end up playing. So really, there's only three rounds once Origin can be certainly put in the books before the Supercoach final starts. So you, you already you do have to play that game a little bit. And an interesting thing, a point you make when you want to make those trades and we usually say keep one up your sleeve so you can make a mid-round trade but um maybe you have to use all four because it's the best way that you can um manipulate your own salary cap and you know you can you want to bring in a couple of really big price players and and the only way you can do that monetary wise is to to let go of four medium price players and then bring in a couple of cheapies and if you know the best way to manipulate that is obviously doing sort of four at once. So maybe more critical what Ryan's saying in round 18, or in that third Origin, or certainly in years gone by, but with the games all going a week later, Origin played a week later this year, it's going to have a big impact on our Supercoach final series because there'll only be those three rounds um, that are unaffected before the finals hit. And if you're, ta- if you're um, battling for a top eight spot um, and you're trying to prepare your team for rounds 19 and 20, uh, you better be confident that you're gonna, you're not gonna have left your run too late, and you're certainly up there now. Look, I, I sort of go a little bit in between you both of you. I've sort of a lot of um, saved a lot of trades early, trying to sort of make make the run later down the down the road. And um, I guess Origin, I agree with you, Ryan. It is an opportunity to to mix things up, but I'm also thinking, well, you know, I've already made. A bit of money and I'm able to conserve on trades. If I can just get through this period and keep keep ticking off the Ws, then by the end of the um, end of this period, I'll basically have um, maximum amount of trades to use um, for the home stretch. So a little bit different in that regard. And certainly, if you're fighting for a top eight spot, I think you've got to start being more aggressive. But if you are in that sort of you know, in, if you have been able to get away with some some wins over origin, for example, where you know you didn't have a full complement, or, or, or you've just happened to strike goal, you've been listening to us, and you know, getting getting the right guys in at the right time, and you're in that top sort of two or four, then you can be a bit more um, conservative, and and save those trades for those key injuries at the end of the year. A lot of people, Andrew, talk about point of differences when it comes to the end of the year, but the other thing is, is to not sort of complicate it, keep things simple, because if you've got trades up your sleeve, those injuries and being able to replace those injuries from sort of rounds 21 onwards can turn into point of differences.
3: That's right. I mean, if you if you can trade out an injured player and someone else can't because they've burnt through all their trades, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's so valuable towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, that's, that's why I'm... I'm very much in the saving the trades uh, for the for the later part of the year.
0: It's great advice. We're going to do more of this in depth stuff over the upcoming weeks, and we'll take your tweets too. If you've got something that you want us to focus on, happy to do so at Supercoach Pros. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. You can find us each and every week on iTunes or at our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Head there for um, fan sports links. Um, when we've got the promotions on like we did last week, a good effort by um, one of our uh, regular listeners there, SSF, SSFC 18, getting home with that one. Ryan, it's always fun, isn't it, doing those um, free entry $50 comps. And the two, having the two games on the Monday really did open that up um, to be able to do something a bit different
1: and, you know, a, a lot of fun for the for the public holiday Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, uh, just chuck your team in and see what happens. I, I think I came last or second last or something. So you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it doesn't work out for you. Um, but the thing is, it didn't cost me anything. So you know, you, you st- you're always you're always in front. One of the
0: things we enjoy about fan sports is, is is you know the opportunity, Andrew, to take us on. You know, as 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 the Super catch pros, so to speak. And we've even been playing these guaranteed prize pools on a um, often on the Monday night game, the seven PM game. is a lot of fun. You know, we've all done done well with that, but as Ryan said, it doesn't happen each week. It's a chance to, to beat us there at Fan Sports and it's just a great community just to enjoy enjoy playing, you know, watching our footy and playing a bit of fantasy footy and, and you know it doesn't matter about injuries as much when you play these daily leagues, you know, your team might mightn't have crafted the way you wanted this year, but you can, you know, get on there, play our free comps, play the other guaranteed prize pools, very, you know, great value, and just have some fun.
3: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of it. If you're not doing too well in the supercoach or if, you know, had Sam just go down and use your <laughs> it, you can, you know, take some solace in doing a daily league that the, ne- the next day. So that's the beauty of it. It really <laughs> is. It doesn't all just, you can just, you know, target one game, and that, that's, that's the fun of it. I really enjoy that.
0: Yeah, and don't forget, go out, go to our website www.supercoachpros.com follow the links there to join up if you haven 't already a lot of fun and get involved start with those free games and uh, you know get to learn the game how it works and uh, the slight differences to to regular supercoach and um, you know you never know you 'll just just as likely with one of those free games end up with a bit of a kitty and then you can uh, utilize that uh, for for the games that you enjoy. uh, And it makes more fun when you're watching it, let's face it. Um, Let's look at the um, price predictors now. And David Fusatua, obviously, with that big effort, four tries, we know what he can do. Huge price rise predicted this round. A pretty good matchup against the Roosters, so he could double up there. Um, So could could, uh, the fullback there for the Warriors, Tumaloa Lolehi, Lolehi, sorry. Nathan Cleary, a key buy at the moment, you know, probably the one to own. I mean, half and, and five eighth, not an easy position to sort of, um, to maneuver Ryan. But if there's a way to, to get him in, I mean, 105 and it's going to last for two more weeks. It's probably worth, um, finding a spot for him now while he's
1: still uh, at the right price. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you kind of have to now. Um, that's yeah. As you said, it's going to last for two more weeks. It's, and 105 points. It's, Looks like the form's going to last as well, so I think it's a no-brainer.
0: He's not going anywhere, I don't think, where they've made their mind up well, seemingly with Segi And even if Soward comes back, I think they'll find a way to fit them both in. But they are both left-half positions, so something's got to give there. At the moment, it is Soward. Um, but maybe they'll figure out another way to get them both in. Dylan Walker, very good um, last, last week. So he'll be one to circle, not playing, of course, uh, this week, but one to circle um, for the future. Cameron Munster, obviously... Um, You know, it can be one to bring in after that big effort. I say to Cody Walker, still gets a nice um, bump, um, even though he's been moved into the halves of this match. will go through the uh, Round 15 preview shortly. Other guys there, Corey Norman, uh, Ryan James, who we've mentioned before. Via Tate, he's been named. Uh, Bevan French didn't go so well last week, but did score a try. He's still going to get a small bump for you if you brought him in already. Uh, Maybe targeting others if you didn't. Um, and then Sean Johnson, Andrew, it is the right time of year and, uh, you know, predicted rise of 22,000. So maybe I know we're talking off air about musing about Jonathan Thurston. If you've got enough trades up your sleeve to bring him back in later, he's still going to miss three more games, including this, um, well, well, two more games, I should say. Um, maybe Johnson's the guy to bring in.
3: Oh, for sure. It's the time of year that you fall in love with the Warriors, isn't it? <laughs> uh, around around Origin, then I mean, there's no more more devastating than him. I mean, he, he could even be a potential uh, captain this week, you know, uh, with the uh, super uh, the vice captain loophole.
0: Yep, that's exactly right. Let's look at the round 15 preview. Speaking of such things, and Souths fee, the Eels. No, Adam Reynolds, obviously no Greg Inglis. So Katie Walker and Luke Keary are the new halves combination. Talakai will start this round. Aaron Gray's on the wing. Alex Johnston at fullback. Bryson Goodwin's also out injured, so Kyle Turner's back in the starting lineup. Jake Goshevski and Damien Cook uh, return on the bench for the Eels. Uh, Michael Jennings out, so via Tautai comes in. He and Bevan French are the two to look at as as, as potential price risers. Probably Tautai over French. Um, Walker and Burgess are the best for the Rabideaus, Radradra, Norman and Ma'u, best for the Eels, Ryan. Um, I guess the is the one advantage, if you're going to bring one of them in, is it's a pretty good play this week because the South's um,
1: defence have been leaking like sieves Yeah, 100%. Um, look, I think the Eels are probably going to do a fair job on them anyway. Um, and I think that, yeah, they're, the centres. Well, like the center's wingers they're not really working all that well together, um, as we saw last week against the Tigers. Yeah. Change um, combination again this week with the origin players out. Exactly right. So I think that um yeah, there's gonna be a lot of uh, Paramount is gonna go wide and I think Taotai and French are probably um are probably um good plays if you want if you want that cheapy. Um and you know, if you need that cheapy. Let's look at the Dragons v.
0: Storm now. And while there's no changes for St. of Lawara, we know they played on Monday, team lists on Tuesday, so probably we will see some closer to game day. We're, we're musing Jack DeBellin into the starting lineup. And of course, Tyson Frizzell could end up playing Origin if Wade Graham's suspended, so there's that as well to consider. Uh, for Melbourne, Blake Green back, but Tohu Harris, I'm afraid to say, still in the halves as there's no keeper cronk due to origin. Cameron Smith also out, so Kenny Bromwich in at hooker. Uh, Jack DeBellin is the best, Frizzell, if he plays uh, from St. George uh, Illawarra's perspective, but Jesse Bromwich, look, you could make him cap this week. Definitely Dale Nuken could be in there somewhere. Cameron Munster does get a downgrade, but you've got to play him. And Marika Corribiti gets an up- upgrade. Andrew, realistically, the Dragons have had some good fortune playing the Cowboys during Origin and now the Storm, but could you really rely on anyone in this game? I mean, you know, Harris in the halves and St. George of the Warra, well, their, you know, potency is almost nil attacking-wise.
3: I, I guess it does depend on the Dragons. They didn't play too bad, actually, against the the, the Bulldogs the first 60 minutes or so, um, yeah, I mean Melbourne Storm, take your pick, mate. I mean Munster just had a, a field day, and Vunivalu just keeps scoring tries. I mean those kind of outside backs, I think they might do a number on the on, on the Dragons, even though the Dragons' defence have been have been pretty good. Um, yeah, I just I, again the only two players are missing from the Storm. I know they're they're very crucial players, <laughs> like Aaron Smith and Cooper Cronk, but. You know, it's, it's two players, and Melbourne, they've got their systems and their, and their structures that they're going to play to, so I really think it should be hitting up the uh, the Storm players. Like like I said, yeah, Vunavalo is hard
0: to, hard to go past at the moment. Could be a good fan sports option as well. Um, I agree with you with Melbourne. I mean, they're outsiders, and that's surprising to me. I know, as you say, they're the two big-name um, players out, but it's only two. Let's look at the Warriors v. the Roosters. Uh, Manu Vadovais injured his hamstring, so Ken Mamalo comes in for him. Um, We're thinking, or Ben Madalino's been named to start Jacob Lilliman. We're still thinking that uh, he might end up not. Maybe someone like Charlie Gubb goes in there because Madalino has been uh, quite impactful from the bench. Then we've got Sipley as the new reserve there. For the Roosters, Joseph Manu gets a shot on the wing with Blake Ferguson on origin duties. Sean Kenny Dow um, returning. So that allows Mitch Orbison to take Aiden Guerra's back row spot. Dylan Napa's also back from suspension. Isaac Liu uh, back from his ankle injury. Napa starting. Evans and Liu are on the bench with Chris Smith. No, Elliot Funekesi or Abraham Papali. Um... Probably looking at a guy like Kenny Dow, Jake Friend, Tuiaku uh, for the Roosters, but it's the Warriors that get the big upgrade. Sean Johnson, David Fusatua, uh, Tumalola, Lolahia. Even guys like Bodine Thompson and Simon Mattering should be strong, Ryan. I guess it's the game script that we've got to try to uh, analyse and predict because both teams have these players that can go large, but which one do you think sort of uh, going to get on top?
1: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm all about the Warriors. In this one, um, I just can't get over how uh, poorly the Roosters played against Melbourne. And I know Melbourne were very, very good, but they just, yeah, it just wasn't a good night for the Roosters. And I think that, you know, perhaps, uh, well, they don't have Ferguson anymore uh, for this one, and he was actually pretty decent on the weekend. And I just think they're kind of waiting for the season to end now because of they're done um, in terms of making the finals and and things like that, whereas the roosters are actually on the up uh, sorry, the warriors are actually on the up and um yeah I, I think that that's that's where the points lie. The
0: Warriors love this time of year, and they're making a run, that is for sure. Uh, Monday night game, Gold Coast v Manly. The Titans lose Greg Bird to New South Wales, so Ignatius Parsi gets the start. Robert Simpkins comes into the bench. Nathan Davis named again ahead of Conrad Harrell. We know that um, Pat Lyons um, talking about Harrell's injury situation. Maybe if he ends up being fully fit, he'll play. Maybe Neil Henry, the coach, is going to proceed with caution. The seagulls get Marty to power back. They lose Nate Miles, obviously, um, in, to injury. Not for Queensland, but uh, either way, they were going to miss him. So, to going to be in the uh, prop position, not in the back row. Jamie Lyon returns to take Dylan Walker's place, and Liam Knight again 18th man, one to watch if he gets a if he gets a start as one of those bargain basement cheapies down the road. Uh, the Trbovich brothers and Matt Parcell could do very well here. Parcell, any hooker against the Gold Coast uh, is worth. Um, playing. Ryan James for the Titans should be best. Guys like Parsi, Zeb Taylor, also might be considered. And Ashley Taylor uh, could do well, Andrew. It was the backflip bowl, uh, except the fact that Cherry Evans isn't playing. Um, and probably the fact Harrell hasn't been named puts a bit of a dampener on it too. But if he ends up you know, as a late in, in he could really make hay against that porous Eagles defense, as could guys like Nene McDonald or Anthony Don.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there. unfortunately, for, for my poor old Tam, yeah. Um, Harl, I said it uh, last time I was on, I think he's a super coach, bona fide super coach, um, you know, start, or he used to be anyway, and he's just, the price is just too good to not pick him up sooner or later, so he's at 181000 so... If he doesn't play this game he's gonna he's he's gonna play and he's gonna score some points. Like I said, he's an ex super super coach stud, so um yeah, keep an eye out for him. Uh, as for Manly, I mean Mighty I like him better in the middle there when he's playing um not on the edge, so he seems like he's got a bit more impact, even though he's not playing as many minutes, so I just think his his impact's a bit more and he's still only three hundred and sixty thousand, so and he's still scoring reasonably well. So maybe that's someone he he might be a bit of a point of difference, as we said towards the end of the year. Yeah, that's
0: right. And a quick look over um, the round from a fan sports perspective, Ryan. Is there any game you're targeting? I know we enjoy that Monday night one. Maybe, you know, there's some Gold Coast players and Manly players too. Um,
1: Anything else you like or as an all-around pick? Um, Yeah, look, I do like that game um, that you previously mentioned. But the other one that I think might... um, be a, be a real good one to go in um, is actually the Friday night Rabbits and Eels game, um, mostly mostly for the Eels picks, mm. but there are just those couple of players um, in the Rabbitohs um, that can do something special. Um, you're talking about Burgess at the start. Yeah, he's playing a little bit um, tentative. Perhaps if that changes, then, you know, the points start flowing. Um, Paul Carter was quite good. As well, and then you just never know with their backs what can happen. I mean, um, Alex Johnson scored two tries last week. Mm. Um, Aaron Gray. Team,
0: so. Aaron Heron always one that could go extremely large, and we saw it exactly in the City right. Country game.
1: So they've got that potential on both sides there, so that's a really interesting matchup, I think. And, of course, you can go to our website
0: to join in. Uh, the fun there if you haven't already there at uh, www.supercoachpros.com follow the links there to fan sports and then play along and get involved in those free games as we said earlier in the show Uh, time for tweets just the one this week OIKid asks us uh, at Supercoach Pros do we go for points or trades this is something that we sort of talked about earlier 7k for 3 trades, Hastings to Cleary, Holland to Teddy as in Tedesco and then next week, Paulie, Paulie to Tohu Harris. I would need to drop um, t- to drop Hastings points this week. Um, Andrew, I guess I'll start with you. It is a decent matchup for Hastings, although things didn't work out so well last week. But we knew that last week was going to be tough for him. Is it worth moving on from him this week, or? Is there some way he can manipulate it to hold to hold on hold on to him one more week and then clearly won't bump up the week after anyway
3: yeah, that's a good point, but i i I keep hearing that Hastings is really on the nose and the roosters It's a story that I just keep hearing and it won't go away so I heard that Pierce was going to be uh, right this week, so i th- I think it's probably a good good trade i I like everything about that actually it's it's really good, you know. Holland might be reaching his ceiling, you know, so I just, I just, yeah, I think it's really, really clever, that trade. And like I said, I don't think Hastings has got too much longer at the Roosters.
0: The Bulldogs didn't have a buy until now, so it was a good move to hold on to him. He really did well getting that big score last week. <laughs> um, so definitely it's around the right time for Holland. I don't know. You might want to sneak one more out of him and see if he can get another bump in price. Um Definitely clear. He's got to come in. It's a great opportunity, Ryan. I guess for your mid-round trades, so what we we're talking about um, potentially. But obviously, if he's trying to manipulate the two, then that—that's how. Maybe that's why he's got to do them prior. But if, if we're hearing Hastings isn't even going to play, it's a
1: no-brainer. Yeah, well, exactly right. That's one of those. If he's not going to play, and you get the early word at least um, that he's that he's not going to be in there, then yeah. you know it writes itself Uh, but as for the trade as it is and as it looks um, and if everything happens the way it's meant to then it's a really solid one
0: and it's you know one of the important things around this time of year is we're crafting as we talked about earlier in the show crafting our um, lineups for the end of the season we're trying to bring out those guys that made us the money earlier in the year we're trying to find two of those that are at decent values now and turning them into one gun and that way, you're really rolling over your side until you've ended up with essentially 17, 18, 19 guns in your lineup heading into the Supercoach finals. Oh, so I hope we helped you with that one. And of course, feel free to send us your tweets at SupercoachPros. We'll go through them on the show each and every week. Guys, only the four games this week. We've uh, wrapped it up uh, pretty quick. That's it.
3: Cool. <laughs> what am I going to do now? <laughs>
0: MS, thanks very much, mate. We'll talk to you next week. No problem. And Andrew, we'll talk to you next week as well. Good luck Monday. We'll probably be um, on the Fansports site chatting there. And I'll tell you another thing about Fansports. They've got some great new uh, little features that they've they've put up there just um, over the last couple of days. So uh, you can see things like the percentages of um, who owns who and um, a few other important information there as well. So just another way to get that critical information as well as have some fun. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, bring it on, guys. All right, and I am Paulie G. Peter Hanscom will be back with us next week. Don't forget to go to the website. The game recaps are already up there, www.supercoachpros.com, and the previews will be up um, a reasonable time tomorrow. That is Wednesday. Maybe you, Maybe they're already up by the time you're listening to this podcast. We'll catch you again next week. Bye for now.